means I'm going to be nice now. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Good? Well, we'll see. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about goodness, and your answer might be a little bit different by the time we're finished here. And I do believe I see Pastors Rob and Tara Bowman over to our left. <laughs> it is wonderful to see you guys. Y'all get over and hug their neck, not now, in a few minutes, but it's wonderful to see y'all, see all of you. Um, this week we are going to talk about goodness. You know what? The subject really in the beginning kind of bored me because, that, I'm sorry, I'm just being honest, because we've become so accustomed to the goodness of God in our life that we don't see it sometimes. And it doesn't excite us. We're more excited by other things. And actually, when Pastor Ronnie said I was going to be teaching on goodness, I said, I'm pretty sure Pastor Bruce is the one that needs to teach on goodness. I really did. I said, because he does good things. You know, and usually good in my life was followed by not and enough. And, you know, you put good right in the middle and so I didn't really care much for this word in all honesty and uh, Pastor Bruce to me exemplifies this he walks this out in the earth not that Pastor Ronnie doesn't or that Pastor Wayne but um, there is a gift of goodness in Pastor Bruce that I so respect and appreciate so this morning we're going to get into it and see what God has to say about goodness can we stand we're going to read three short passages that may be seemingly unrelated, but hopefully they will come together for us. First, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And this is the first passage that he gave me when I began to study this out, and it's, it's very precious to me. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And then finally, a certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for the way that your word hits us. Thank you, Father, that your word is no holds barred. I thank you, Father, that it touches every place, God, the places we try to deny, the places we try to hide. Father, your word penetrates and permeates. And I thank you, Father, that it always accomplishes what you send it to do. So, Father, I ask that you send your word today, Father, to bring freedom, to bring wakefulness to your people, Father. I ask for a keenness in the spirit to be birthed in this house today, an awareness of your presence, of your goodness. Father, we come under your word. We submit to the spirit of God today. I ask, Father, that everything that is of me would fall and be forgotten. Let everything that is of you stand and produce fruit. In Jesus' name, and they all said, amen. amen. This morning, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm holding a diamond that has so many facets, it's unbelievable, and I'm just having to pick three of the facets to talk about, because there are so many 
beautiful facets to the goodness of God, to the nature of God. But we're going to talk about three specifics today. And I use the word specifically, specifically. Because sometimes I think we pray such random prayers to God that we're never really sure if they get answered. Does that make any sense? Well, good. I'm starting out strong then. Um, Aaron, when he was little, he came in, running in one day, probably about three years old, and ran up to Hal, and he's like, Daddy, 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 this movie, I want to go to this movie, and I can't remember what it was, you know, it was like, it was Toy Story, okay, Daddy, 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 I want to go see this movie, and he was like, okay, Aaron, where, where, and he said, it is at a theater near you. And see, sometimes we are going to God with a theater near you. And when we're, what we really want to go is, God, I want to be real specific here because I have some very specific needs in my life, and I know that you are aware of them, God, but I need to know that I am aware of what the need is. So today we're going to deal in some specifics with God, and I think it's, it's not being bossy or overbearing with God. It's just allowing God to reveal to our own hearts what our actual need is in this moment. There are three goodnesses that um, we're going to talk about. If you look at the front of your bulletin, it says goodness around us, goodness in us, and goodness through us. And there are three specific words, and I got kind of tickled when Pastor Ronnie was picking on Rodney last week, going, if I use the word nothing, you know, Rodney will make up a, a Hebrew word, and he will tell us all of these things, and it will finally wind up meaning nothing. Well, I'm going to do that, but it's not going to wind up meaning nothing. And I was going to scrap the words, but I just love them, and they're beautiful, and I love the way that God unfolds uh, different languages and meanings uh, and, and allows revelation to come to our hearts. And the very first one that I want to talk to you about today is tov. It's T-A-W-B on, on your handout. It's pronounced tov. And it is a goodness of God that is manifest all around us, all around us. And it's so easy to become numb to that. It's this, this goodness, it manifests in nature. You can walk outside and you can see the goodness of God. You can see the trees. Now, sometimes we are blind to them. We take for granted the goodness of God. You know that we do. And then there are moments where you have revelation. Like yesterday, I was driving in the car. Okay, take this for what it's worth but I was driving and I was looking up at these clouds. Okay, I was paying attention to the road too, but, but I kept getting caught out of the corner of my eye because the sky was the bluest blue, the most radiant, just, just most beautiful blue. And there was this perfectly white cloud just drifting along, taking its time. And I was like, oh God, all of nature testifies of your goodness. The heavens declare your glory. The heavens sing your praises. They testify. And I can walk out and I can see the tov of the Lord. I can see the goodness of the Lord. But this word also uh, captures you because you are part of the manifest goodness of God in my life. This one is part of the manifest goodness of God in your life. To begin to live appreciatively, to live gratefully, to, to live awake and aware of the things that are going on around us. This particular form of the goodness of God, I love this because it is designed, it has a specific, it reaches into so many places, but it has a, dis, a specific gifting for those who are in despair. 
Like David said, I would have despaired if I had not hoped to see the goodness, the manifestation of God in the land of the living. And then he goes on to go, how do we really, he's going, this is how we step into that. I would have been in despair, but I had a hope that I would see your goodness. And then it says, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. It says, be strong and let your heart be encouraged. And then he reiterates, yes, wait for the Lord. Sometimes when we are in desperate situations and despair wants to overtake us, we need to be able to go, God, I need the tov of the Lord. I need the goodness of God to be manifest in this land that I'm living in right now, God, because I'm on the brink of desperation and I need a manifestation of your goodness. I need an awareness of the hugeness of God so that my problem and my circumstance does not overwhelm me and take me under. That is a goodness that God has provided for you. He's put in evidence all around you. Everywhere you look, begin to ask him, God, show me. Show me. Let the scales be gone from my eyes. Let me not take for granted the fact that I have a job, the fact that I have clothes to wear, the fact that I did not come in here starving this morning, the fact that I'm in this room rather than in a hospital with my child at this moment. Let me never take for granted the tov, the goodness, the huge, vast manifestation of the goodness of God all over. Because if I will hold on to that God, I will not despair. God is bigger than your situation. His ability to reach where you're sitting is grand. It's great. His arm is not too short to reach to where you are. I don't care how fast you're running. He can reach you. That's the goodness of the Lord. It manifests all around us. Manifests all around us. And who needs it the most? Who is in need of this? The desperate those that are in situations and places where you can just dis- you can feel despair creeping in like a cloud. You ever been in a room or a situation or a circumstance and you feel like the walls are coming in on you? You feel like you are not going to be able to take another breath? You, it's almost a panicky feeling and something in you is like, I have got to get out of here. Well, see, to me, that's not the, the spirit of God shrinking. That's the spirit of God drawing you. It isn't that this room can overtake you. It's the fact that you need the bigness of God in that moment to step out. And literally, there have been times in my life when all I could think was, I got to get outside. I got to get outside. I got to get outside. I cannot breathe. I got to get outside. And I can push those doors open and I can remember circumstances in my life where I could just push them open in the moment I stepped out into the sunlight I could breathe again that is being drawn into the tove of God that is being being drawn into his hugeness his vastness and it's this breath that we're allowed to take in that testifies I am bigger I am greater and I am here that is what God has given us in this first form of goodness The second form that I want us to talk about this morning is Christotes, and it's the second thing on your list. And it is the goodness that begins to manifest within, and I want to read it to you because I couldn't memorize how pretty this was. It was just so good. It says, Christotes is goodness that is developed on the inside. It is goodness that expands the character 
developing and maturing morality and excellence. Sounds to me like this is a goodness that grows us up and matures us. And listen to this. I love this part. This is the goodness that is compared to wine, which mellows and develops depth, balance, and richness over time. It says this goodness is referred to as a beautiful grace, a single and separate grace. It's not like the other forms of goodness. A single and separate grace so far from being a mere grace of word or countenance. Listen to this. It is a grace that pervades and penetrates the whole nature, mellowing there all which would have been harsh or austere. Does anybody need that? Does anybody need a character change? Does anybody need God to just mellow you out? Are you a little too intense? Are you a kind of a control freak? Do you want to be in charge of everything and you've got a word to say about everything? Do you ever just think, God, I wish this was not who I am, but this is who I am. I just present to you that that's not who you are. It's who you have become. And who you have become can be altered and changed and drastically rebirthed by who he is. You know, so this Christotes, this goodness is the nature of God. Oh, and listen to this. See, sometimes we want an impartation, you know, so I can go, um, come up here, Thomas, I'm going to lay hands on you and you are going to receive goodness. All of that garbage you've been involved in, everything that you've been tempted by and, and, and been drawn into, I'm going to lay hands on you and you are going to, this impartation of goodness is going to hit you and you're not going to deal with those anymore. Don't you wish? Don't you wish? We would have a sign-up line a mile long. <laughs> I need to get rid of this and please don't tell anyone, but I need to get rid of this too. But... Um, this is not that. This is not a goodness that is imparted. This is a, a goodness that is participated in. It is a, a goodness that we get the opportunity because we are now aware of God, because we are now uh, tapped into his goodness, gratefulness, wide awake, we now begin to participate in the goodness of God, participate in his nature. Isn't that awesome? I mean, it, it really is awesome. Maybe you've been better than I have been, but I can tell you when God began to change me and that he still continues to, but to participate in his goodness, knowing that it's not in me. It's not in me, but it is his goodness. This begins, how does this manifest in your life? Well, a really good example of that would be that you will stop doing the things that it talks about in Galatians 5 that are called the works of the flesh. You'll start to see an absence of those in your life. As God begins to, as this goodness hits you and you begin to participate with God in your life, you stop being so angry all the time. You stop being of a short fuse. And let me tell you just a couple of the things. It says, the deeds of the flesh are evident, immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. You know what? It just strikes me sometimes is how much we play with that stuff. You know, we have such a fascination and a fixation on supernatural manifestations. I was telling the first service, if I had this, I had this like little mean streak thing that wanted to go out and put on the front marquee spiritual manifestations being exhibited within. But if I put spirits are manifesting, ha, we would need another parking lot because we are so fixated on these manifestations of the spirit, but we only really like the dark side ones. 
You know, that's why we have paranormal activity one, paranormal activity two, paranormal activity three, paranormal activity four, and I think we're out, you know, we don't even want to know. We're so fixated, and we play with these things. I don't understand that because when I was growing up, I thought if I touched a Ouija board, I would die instantly. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. The things that, that we play with, and see, the Word of God tells us not only are we not supposed to do it, we're not supposed to applaud those that do. You know, what is up with that? When did we compromise that? When did witchcraft become uh, the you know, Long Island medium? If somebody talked to dead people where I'm from, they were a witch. <laughs> and they didn't last long, you know? Rednecks have a low tolerance for witchcraft. <laughs> they shoot first and ask questions later. There are swamps that you never find anybody in. What happened to Cousin Leroy? Last I saw him, he was sitting with a Ouija board. But, um... And I'm laughing with you guys, but you don't play with this. You don't play with this. You don't do seances. You don't want to talk. You don't want to see dead people. Trust me. It ain't pretty, and what you're seeing ain't what you're seeing. And how... Oh, i got to stop. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't read my horoscope this morning. Let me see if I should go forward. I'm sorry. But let me tell you something, guys. We get so distracted and we all, we're chasing after this woo-hoo and we're going after this, we want these supernatural spiritual manifestations and you're playing with garbage. It's garbage. And see, part of it is our fault. Part of it is our fault because the prophets in the church have gone silent and we want the woo-hoo, we want the manifestations of God. But Joshua 3, 5 says, Consecrate yourselves today, for tomorrow I will do amazing things among you. And we're crying out for the amazing and refusing to consecrate. So what we're getting is counterfeit manifestations that are suited to seekers of woo-hoo instead of anything with, with literal godly power. And I just wonder, how long will you settle? Okay. That is not in my notes. But guys, but let me tell you, tell you something. If you will begin to manifest the goodness of God, you have no idea how powerful that is. And see, this particular goodness, this Christotes, this is, I specifically had you guys on my heart. These are the young people, the, the young adults on my heart because this is the one the enemy comes after in your life. If this is the goodness, that causes us to grow in character and to mature and for our testimony to be cemented, for us to begin to be all of those things that we thought we were going to be and take charge and dominion over those things. The enemy comes for your testimony in this time. He makes you compromise your character and you begin to throw your character alongside the road and you no longer, you, you don't do the things you once believed that you were going to do and all of a sudden your testimony's gone, all of a sudden your power is gone and all of a sudden you feel like, well, I may as well just give up anyway. Your, this is tested in you. It seems like, well, I don't think we have the same temptations and tests. By the time we get to be this age, we're like, whatever, devil. You know, it's like, I am too tired to be tempted by that. Ha, ha, ha.
speaking of tired, um, but this manifests in growing us up. Growing us up. There's this goodness of God that it's a, it's, I, I'll call it the better person goodness. It takes mean men and makes them nice. It takes guarded, manipulative women and causes them to be submitted and happy and trusting. It is only God's goodness that can allow us to do that. We don't let our walls down on our own. And we don't stop sinning without input. Sin is progressive. You think you're going to get better just by deciding to get better? No, you need a move of God. You need a move of God. And this goodness will manifest in your life by you're going to be there when you say you're going to be there. You're going to finish what you say you're going to finish. You do the things you said you were going to do. You begin to walk out what you have said for a long time, you believe. And now you start walking it out. You grow up. You grow up spiritually and you walk these things out. That is a goodness of God. It's not in and of you. It is by his spirit you participate. When he says, do this, you do this. When he says, go here, you go here. When he says, drop that guard, drop that guard. That is the goodness of God that you have access to. I love that. The Lord told me, and I want to be specific in this, the ones who need this, the ones who have the greatest need. See, because I want to, at the, at the end of this service, I want us to pray specific prayers. I want us to pray for those that are desperate, that are in despair, that need the tov of God, the revelation of God all around them. And then this one, what the Lord had given me was, this is for those, this goodness, we're going to pray specifically for you, for those who were raised by fathers or mothers who lied and were abusive, who lived in harsh households where harsh things were said and, and hard was the way you were brought up. There was no mercy in it, screaming, just abusive and harsh because this word says that he mellows everything that is harsh within us. I need that. I need that. Then the second thing in this one would be those who need it are those who have left their values somewhere on the side of the path. Walking down this road, you thought you were minding your business, you lost your focus on God, you did some things that you're not proud of now, and God is going, get past it. Get past it. Quit going back and revisiting the grave of your sin and get on with it. Move forward. Those who have been compromised in character, your testimony has been attacked because you've compromised. These are those that we're going to pray for at the end, and we're going to pray specifically that this goodness of God would be manifest in your life, that your character would rise up to meet your testimony. All right, then. And the final thing we're going to talk about, the third that I want to talk about is the one when Scripture said... Uh, the young ruler asked and said, Lord, how can I, can I get eternal life? And, and, or good teacher, how can I gain eternal life? And he said, why do you call me good? That just blows my mind. Who else are you going to call good? I mean, seriously. He says, why, would you call me, why do you call me good? There, Jesus is saying this. We are so hopeless. If, God, if Jesus can't say that he's good, why do you call me good? There's no one good except God alone. Well, that just makes you want to close your Bible and just go, well, well, why even try? But see, this is something different. This is also something that God does. Oh, I, I just, 
He's so faithful. I mean, he's just so faithful. He covers every base. And see, this goodness is something else. And the first two goodnesses, like the, the goodness of the awareness of the goodness of the Lord around you, the toe of the hugeness, it's as if you take, you breathe in. You inhale this goodness of God. And there's something that is imparted to you in that knowledge and awareness that just calms your spirit and takes you out of a place of despair because God is bigger. The same thing with Christotes. This is something that we participate with God. Once again, it's an inhale. We're taking in his nature. We're taking these things in that change us and make us more than we were when we went, in, when we went into this. But then we get to this. We get to the, the fruit of the spirit is goodness. And this particular form of goodness is agathosune. And this goodness is your exhale. This goodness is where all of those things that God has been doing in you, around you, has been pouring in, showing you the revelations of God. All of these things are now getting ready to pour through your life. Through your life. See, you can get a revelation of, of goodness in God and nature. See, even like... Scientologists, secular humanists, everybody, the tree huggers. <laughs> what, what? Okay. <laughs> they have a particular form of revelation of God. They see, they'll tell you God is all around us. You know, they see him in nature. But see, God's revelation is progressive. Every revelation that God gives you personally is a seed. And that seed should be put in your ground. Hopefully it's good ground. And when it is good ground, it begins to produce fruit. And it produces a fruit of wisdom or a, wis a fruit of knowledge. And it's progressive and you grow in it. The knowledge of God, the awareness of God births the desire in you. If the seed is planted well, it births the desire in you to partake in his nature, to grow up and do those things that he says are beneficial to you. Well, as you grow in character and you're mature, all of a sudden the things that you were doing before are no longer enough. And see, this is where we step into this Fruit of the Spirit, the Agathosune. Listen to this. It says, so when Jesus said there's no one good except God alone, he was literally saying there is no one who is inherently, inherently good, skillfully good, masterfully good, artfully good, uh, completely good. No one, no one, Competently, completely good, artfully, masterfully, skillfully, inherently all good in character and nature. It says, and it goes on to say two little words, without flaw. Without flaw. And see, I just, you know, if anybody could have said it, it to me it would have been Jesus. But see, he was still living in a flesh house. And it wasn't that he, it, there was no sin in him, but I have never seen any flesh house that was without flaw. And it can't be complete. I don't believe you can be complete and whole, masterfully, skillfully, completely good, inherently good without that. But see, this is the thing that God does. We could give up now. We could go, God, I'm never going to quite get this. But see, there's this picture in this. And it is of God breathing out from the essence. Spirit is breath. Fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the breath. The fruit of the breath in your life is goodness. That is an impartation, a breath of God over your life that breathes goodness 
inherent, <laughs> all of those things that I just said, just a, the smallest portion of his great goodness is breathed over your life. That is why it's called the fruit of the spirit, fruit of the breath. And when that happens for the first time, you will start to feel in your life the manifestation will be the need to exhale that goodness. Now let me tell you how that will manifest in your life. And you're going to so love me with this part. This manifests in your life. You get very dissatisfied sitting in your pew. See, this is specifically designed for those who have a comfort zone. There are places sometimes in your spiritual walk you have no need of a comfort zone. Did you know that? And we get very comfortable there. This is for those. This is the love that is exemplified by Christ on the cross. This is the love where, God, where Jesus said, whatever it costs me, it's no longer, it's not about me, it's about them. And see, this is a goodness of God that goes into your life and causes you to act on behalf of someone else even though it costs you. Let me read this to you really quick. It says it causes us to step in. Fill in your blanks right there. It says it's goodness that includes the sterner qualities. The sterner qualities by which doing good to others is not necessarily by gentle means. I don't know whatever made us think that goodness was always gentle. That's called tolerance. Goodness... <laughs> See, and I wonder, and I don't want, I don't want y'all to take this wrong. I really don't. But you might, so maybe I shouldn't say it. Um, the, the teaching on the Holocaust on Wednesday nights, it is just, it's one of those things that you want to turn your face from. You, you don't want to look at it. And, and, but there's something that God is calling us to. There's a place that God is calling us to to where we can't be oblivious anymore. And I think part of this, well, no, I know part of this impartation, part of this breath in our life is that we will stop turning away from the pain of others. So that, you know, I, I had written down here one of the ways that this manifests in your life. You no longer fight it when somebody says, hey, can you go to the hospital and visit so-and-so? We don't want to go to hospitals and visit people. They're sick. You know, they're suffering. And you think, what am I going to say to them? What am I going to do? And God forbid that he ask you to walk somebody through death. But see, that is what we're called to do. And this is the form of goodness. When you say the fruit of the, the Spirit is goodness, this isn't about taking somebody cookies unless somebody asks you to bring them cookies and God says do it. This is about stepping into the suffering of someone else's life and being a breath of God, exhaling over their life the goodness and the mercy, the benevolence of Christ Jesus. And that will cost you. I had a friend that I... a few years ago that, that died of cancer, and I had to, it, nothing in me wanted to go sit with her. Nothing in me wanted to go and sit with her at her house, but everything in me said that I had to. It was the sweetest, most precious, most devastatingly painful thing to walk through, to, to walk with somebody. But we're called to do that. 
And if we're not doing that, we are missing it. We are missing out on what God has called us to do. Serving him is not about showing up at church on Sunday. I'm sorry, it isn't. It's about what you do when you leave the building. It's about are you going to extend his hands? Are you going to love them when it breaks your heart? Are you going to be in their life when you know you're going to lose them? I will not offer him that which costs me nothing. That scripture, that scripture, I will not offer him that which costs me nothing. Let us not spend our days offering him what's easy. And see, this is an impartation. This goodness of God is something that will cause you to move when you know it's going to cost you. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us, God. Help us, God, to be the church. Not be in a building, but to be the church, God. Father, help us. Help us. God, we can't do these things on our own. We're not good. We're not. But Father, you can do this through us. Oh, Father. Oh, Jesus. Just a supernatural manifestation of the goodness of God around, in, and through this house, God. Make us witnesses, Father, to all of the corners of the earth, Father. Not just in our small groups, Father. I pray we would sing your praises on the streets, God, and in the corners, Father God. I pray, Father, that we wouldn't shut our mouths the moment we leave this room. God, I ask for a passionate and glorious church. Father, one that honors you in everything that they do go, in their going out and their coming in, Father. I thank you, God, that you've called us to expand the kingdom, Father, by being in it. I ask, Father, that you would strengthen us, pour into us. Father, that we would begin to be the church of God. Be the church. See, God has, there are a million, seriously, a million facets of his personality, of the impartations that he has for us, the things that he wants to pour over and into our lives. If we will just go, God, I have need of this. To acknowledge, God, I am desperate. Can I get some prayer warriors? We're just going to leave a little bit of time here to, to enter. I want some prayer warriors. We're going to get some music. Can you guys stand with me for a minute? I would like for us to just intercede for just a second, if you would. Ah, oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, Father. Jesus. Spirit of God. No man comes unless the Spirit draws him. And Father, I thank you for your Spirit manifest in this room today, God. I thank you, Father, that even now the desperate, Father God, those that are on the brink of despair, those that have said, I would have despaired if I hadn't seen your goodness, Lord, that they would come now, Father God. We're going to pray. We're going to intercede for that form of goodness. Those who haven't felt him in a long time. You go, I can't see you, God. I've just lost touch with you. I don't sense your presence anymore. And God, I'm getting desperate. I'm going deeper and deeper into this hole. Those, if you would come, we're going to pray for you. Those that have literally said, God, I am desperate. I am desperate. We're going to pray for you. And then for those who have compromised, those who um, were raised in harsh households, those who need to be delivered from maybe a father's curse, maybe a mother's curse, something that you grew up in a hard household, you are harsh now yourself, and God is going, I want to deal with this. So I ask that you come and let's pray for you. The next thing is those 
that have compromised in character, in value, the things that you said you were, the things that you have had convictions of and you've walked away from those. And I ask that you would come and let somebody pray with you so you would stop revisiting the dead places, stop revisiting those things. And finally, for those, you know that God has called you to more. You know that he has called you to more. And you've gone, but God, if I step across that line, if I step across and actually start to do what you've called me to do, will I ever make it back? And I just want to tell you, no, you won't. You won't. God will take you deeper into all of those things that he wants to take you. He's looking for some hands that will step into the hard places and administer the goodness of God in the land of the living. So I invite you to come and receive prayer this morning or just get on your faces in front of him. Talk to him yourself. Oh, Father, that you would begin to open our eyes, God, to your goodness all around us. Father, I pray that the scales, the blinders would fall off and that we would begin to reconnect with you, God, on every level. Father, that we would see you, that we would sense you, that we would hear you. Father, that we would draw close to you. Father, deliver us from ourselves today, Lord, I ask. You are faithful and you are all over, God.
about the music as an acknowledgement, just as a prayer, just an awareness of the tove of God, the goodness of God all around us. And if the congregation, can we just sing this? Can you just lift your hands for a moment? Turn your faces toward him. You are all over. You are around. You are inside. This is life. This is life. You are all over. You are around. You are inside. This is life. This is life. You are all over. You are around. You are inside. This is life. This is life. You are all over. You are around. You are inside. for the goodness that is all around us. Father, may the, they be blessed enough to see it, God. I ask, Father, that you would open our eyes. Lord, may our eyes be wide open to your presence, your manifest presence all around us, God. I pray, Father, that there would be a hunger, Father, to grow in character, Father, to grow in excellence, Father, to become more like you, Lord. Leave those things behind that have nothing to do with your kingdom. And Father, I ask that you make us willing to go where we don't want to go, to do those things, Father, that you have asked us to do. I ask, Father, for a feeling, fulfilling presence, manifestation of your goodness around us, in us, and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>